1: not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I talked to AEW's own Eddie Kingston. We talked to him before that big match with Brian Danielson at AEW Rampage. And then we talk to your Ring of Honor Women's Champion, Roxy. She talks about her rise to the top and her future with Ring of Honor right now on the Busted Open Podcast. We have your Ring of Honor Women's Champion, yeah. Roxy, joining us here on Busted uh-huh. Open. Roxy, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are
1: you? I'm glad you came on. And, you know, unfortunately, I know Ring of Honor is in the news for a lot of things that are going to be happening. Ring of Honor is going on hiatus which, you know, we, we, we spoke about that yesterday. We'll get into it a little bit, but I want to really focus on you and your career and what you've been able to do at a very young age. So, you know, Roxy, the first question I have for you is like, how did you get involved? When did you fall in love with pro wrestling?
3: Um, so I remember uh, starting to watch wrestling because of The Rock. Uh, I was like 10 years old, but I was a fan of him because of his movies prior to watching wrestling. And then uh, my, like, dad was flipping through the channels one day and The Rock was on TV. And I was like, wait, what? What is this? And I stayed watching that. And then I stayed watching the rest of the episode. And I was just, like, in awe. Um, And then I think when I was around, like, 11, my dad took me to my first live wrestling show. And I was like, I turned to him and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that when I'm older. And ever since then, it was just, like, I was so serious about it.
2: (laughs) I love that. I you see her face, Dave? Yep.
1: Yep. She's the
2: same look that you and I had <laughs> when we were kids, nine, eleven years old, like that. Man, I don't know if I if there's when you hear people tell their experience, their first experience, the look on their face is reverence. It, it's like uh, they saw the burning bush. I mean, it's it's uniform. We're everywhere across the world. People that saw oh, the first time I was in person, and they had that look on their face. Like, I, I hope you keep that passion. I hope you Thank keep you. that love for the industry because this is a beautiful business. It's a tough time for you right now, but listen, I I I, I hear that you're more of a uh, a balanced wrestler. What do you hang your hat on, the grappling? The striking, the submission, what what is the thing that you feel like really tells the story of Roxy?
3: Um, honestly, I feel like I feel like uh, having like the nickname Prodigy. It, it kind of uh, implies that I I I can do it all. So I, I kind of implement all of those things in my wrestling. I feel like I might be leaning more towards grappling um but yeah i implement a lot of that in my wrestling just because i've also trained with so many different people um so like i i've trained with daga and, and i've learned a lot of lucha from him and then uh i've learned like a lot of like details in american style with booker t and then you know so i have just kind of like got all these little things from all these different people so yeah
1: you know roxy take us back oh Oh yeah. I mean, Mark, she, she's something special. And, and that was a great question because I think, you know, a lot of people are going to want to really kind of discover what Roxy can do in the ring, which brings me to that moment when you became a ring of honor women's champion. You know, Mark was just talking about the look on your face when you talked about the rock and falling in love with pro wrestling for the first time. What was it like capturing gold and holding that championship above your head?
3: Oh, that was so crazy um there was like a mix of emotions like leading up to I remember being backstage and just like there's like I have like this playlist that I used to listen to since uh since I started like dreaming of becoming uh, a wrestler um and they all just like reminded me of like going after that dream and I remember I was listening to that playlist right before I was going out and I was just like wow this is crazy um and I think what made it even more special was the fact that like My mom and my stepdad came into the ring when I won the title. Uh, And then that was so special to me because they have always been so supportive since the moment that I said, I want to do that when I'm older. And uh, from like, my mom asked uh, a local promoter, a wrestling promoter, if I could start training at 11. They were like, well, that's a little iffy. Um, And then she asked again when I was 13. And then they were like, okay, bring her in. But but my mom has been my rock throughout my whole journey as well as my stepdad. So I think that moment was just like, perfect.
1: Um, what's on that playlist. If, if we don't mind asking.
3: The, <laughs> there's a song by one Republic. It's called, uh, I lived, uh, there's a song by major laser called reach for the stars. And it's funny because a lot of these songs are like, uh, they were theme songs for like <laughs> WWE pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, oh, put them in my
1: playlist. No, but that's kind of cool, Mark. The fact that she had that playlist, dreaming of one day being a pro wrestler, and then she listens to it leading up to winning that championship gold. Like, Mark, like you, that that's a gift that you can't take away. It's so it sounds so awesome. No, and and you, Dave, that that's
2: one of those things that when you get tired. You think about that, and it just gives you that shot of adrenaline to get you through. You know, like if I, I always call it approach music, I have special music that when I drive up to the arena, that's what I'm playing. I have special music to keep me balanced and calm for the day, and then I have that pre-match fire-up music. Like, music plays a a pivotal role in entertainment and sports and whatever genre that you're in when you're trying to entertain. And, you know, I want to know, what what is your preference of music, Roxy? That, you know, like that, that fire up music. Well, we know the fire up music. What's your approach music? When you go to the arena, what are you playing when you go to the arena?
3: I feel like it's usually that playlist. I'm like annoying about it and I'm just <laughs> keep playing it. Um, but I'm like, I love all types of music. So my my uh, playlist, like my regular playlist, is so like, it's crazy. There's like and Montana and then there's Eminem and then there's <laughs> like, it goes from like, it ranges. All right. I like that.
1: I like that. <laughs> Roxy, you're so young. You're 19. Um, you you have this amazing career ahead of you, and you already have this fantastic uh, moment. When when you heard the news about first. Ring of Honor that they're going to take a hiatus and there's going to okay. be a, a, a span of four months where there's not going to be any shows, like you know what's next for you? What's this next chapter? Like how did you how did you handle the news, and what have you done since hearing it as far as your future?
3: Um, I think I was just mostly like. I was a little confused and then shocked just because I was like, wait, what, like what's going on? Uh, It was very, like, it was just very random. Um, But uh, one of my first trainers, Daga, he he always made sure to tell me that like wrestling is probably like 80% like mental and 20% physical. And that wrestling is going to be like a roller coaster. So there's going to be times where you're like up here and there's going to be times where you're down here. And you just have to like, like keep that mental part really, really strong Um, because things always end up getting better. And I feel like I'm just trying to have that mindset right now. I feel like the whole Ring of Honor roster is so, so talented. So I know for a fact that like no matter what happens, the whole roster is going to thrive somewhere.
1: I, I I do, and the cream always rises to the top, and I you know everybody's going to find yeah. a home, and we'll see where Ring of Honor is in in four months. Uh, Roxy, being from Texas, uh, Mark, being from te- talk about like the tradition of pro wrestling in Texas, what it means to be a Texan for people who are not familiar with that.
3: Yeah, you're well, going um, to be
1: judged. Okay, go ahead, Roxy. I'm sorry?
2: I said, in Texas, you're gonna be judged by the people that you trained under. And do you feel that pressure of living up? I mean, Dave asked a great question about, you know, um, being from Texas, you know, the, the whole Texas style of wrestling. But do you feel a sense of living up to the standard in Texas?
3: Um. Yeah, for sure, especially because, like, uh, I guess when you're training under someone like Booker T, and, like, you have that on your back, like, wherever I go, people know, like, oh, she was trained by Booker T. And um, I feel like, yeah, there is a lot of pressure. Um, But I do feel that, like, uh, Booker T has helped me so much, and I've learned so, so much from him that uh, I know that I know, and he knows that, like, I'll – I'll, I'll be fine regardless of where I go or who I see or who sees me because uh, uh he's taught me, like, so much, and he's taught me pretty much most of what I know.
1: Uh, Final Battle's coming up uh, December 11th. It's going to be uh, the end of a chapter for Ring of Honor, and it's going to be your first really major pay-per-view defending that Ring of Honor championship. Wow. What can we expect on December 11th at Final Battle?
3: Ooh, I feel like that's gonna be an emotional night um, I can already I can already feel it Um, but um, I feel like it's really cool that that we still get to do that Uh, we still get to finish that off Um, but I'm excited I I either get to wrestle Mandy Leon or uh, Willow Nightingale uh, and I've never wrestled either one of them and I'm like obsessed with first-time matchups so I'm really excited.
1: Mark, I got to say Roxy for just for being as young as she is being a champion, she carries herself amazingly. Uh, I think she's she's done. She does a wonderful job with the media. I think she's got a very, very bright future. Roxy, how can how can fans get in touch with you? How can they follow you? How can they get updated by any news that you have?
3: Uh, so, my Twitter is theroxy underscore. My Instagram is underscore roxy. So, underscore ROKC. Um, I have a pro wrestling T stores up. So, it's pro wrestling tea slash therealroxy. And then uh, I do still have two shirts on uh, shophonor.com. Uh, so, you can go get those.
1: I like it. I like it. All right. All right. Oh, right, let me. All right. One last thing before we let you go. Uh, do you know Mark? Are you familiar with Mark's Mark's career? Not yes, I watched okay. him
3: growing up. So I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> all, right, all right.
1: So if you had one question for Mark, like one question of advice, what would it be? Huh.
3: I guess like how did how did you handle like the tough moments in your career, like when you were in the lows?
2: Well, I mean, with me, uh, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person. Uh, I'm a Christian. I'm God-filled. Um, and I let God kind of walk, use me to do all the things that I do. Um, I, I'm not pushing that on anyone else, but I just say what, what's real to me. Um, I also have a good support system. You put people that are smarter than you around you, And you have those people tear holes in your thoughts and your theory on what is supposed to be as it relates to what you think. And then they can help build up, you know, the things that are important.
1: So find a good support system. Thank you. I'm sure you, you know, and you could always come on here with Mark and I, we'll give you advice. You know, look at me, I I mean, you know, look at me. Roxy, seriously, you've done, you're, you're doing tremendous things at a very young age. You have an extremely bright future ahead of you. No matter what happens yes, with Ring do. of Honor, you are going to find yourself, whether it's with Ring of Honor in the future or another organization, believe me, you're, you're, you're going to wind up on top no matter where you are. So, Roxy, we really appreciate it, and good luck with everything.
3: Thank you
1: so much. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> you got it. Roxy, again, you can see her at Final Battle December 11th for Ring of Honor, your Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
0: Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my XM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcasts, or listen on the
1: SXM app, included with most subscriptions. From my neck of the woods, and I owe this man a bacon, egg, and cheese on either a hard roll or a bagel, Mr. Eddie Kingston joins us. Eddie, good morning to you.
0: What's up, man? Yeah, bacon, egg, and cheese with ketchup, with salt, pepper, ketchup on a roll. Yep, that's what I need. On a roll. Okay, I was just going to
2: ask. That was going to be my food question. Is it on a bagel or is it on
0: a roll? It's on a roll, man. It's on a roll so it can be all smushed down. (laughs) Yeah, man.
1: He likes to smush it, man. like, and hopefully he'll get a chance to do that to Brian Danielson tonight, you know. And Eddie, I mean, we just talked to Roxy before, who's just starting her career at 19. You've been around for Jesus. a while, yeah. 19. Jesus. Imagine that. 19. Get out. Get like, out. That's, that's, that's what I would tell her. That would be my advice. Go
0: to college and get out. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it, you know you're old, and I'm 50. You know you're old when you see that somebody was born and when by the time she was born I already had been married and divorced twice, bought and oh. lost a house, you know, that's when you know you're old. Because Oh man, like, I don't even
0: want to know the year she was born. I don't even want to know it. Dude two
1: thousand and one. Two thousand and
2: one
0: All, right. All right. That's it.
2: <laughs> when I live I had already lived two lives before yeah. then.
0: Oh, man. I've already seen the inside of a cell a couple of times. <laughs> I've had by 2001.
1: Uh, Eddie, let's talk about the ride that you've been on. Uh, you know, killed, killed it on the indie scene for such a long time. Getting the opportunity to get a chance to be a part of AEW. You kill it. Get the contract for AEW. And now here you are on Rampage tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. You're gonna you're facing somebody like Brian Danielson. You know this is a fantasy matchup for a lot of pro wrestling fans. I hope fans realize that and tune in tonight. But just just talk about the journey and how you've landed up in this matchup tonight.
0: Uh, the journey it's been surreal. You know what I mean? Like I, I still I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop at some point, but uh. Like, just, wow, just thinking about it even right now, it's kind of, I'm kind of speechless about the whole thing. And But I try to tell people, man, the, the journey's worth it to get to where I'm at right now. And getting ready to beat up Brian is something I've been looking forward to for a very long time.
1: How has it been with AEW getting the chance, you know, because then you signed and it's at the time of the pandemic. So you're in front of Mm -hmm. no or very, very little fans. What's it been like being part of some of the big, like being a part of all out where you have, you know, 12,000 fans in attendance each and every week you're traveling the country. What's it been like all of a sudden going to a lot of times where you wrestle in front of a very small amount of people to thousands of people.
0: Uh, when, so when I walk through that curtain, I don't really, all I think about is fighting. All I think about is the match. I don't even see the people, but when I sit back and I watch other matches throughout the show or even before the show, I'll look out into the crowd and see all those people. It's like, I can't believe how much I missed fans. I didn't think I would miss the fans that much in my life, but Man, they they are so important to a pro wrestling crowd. Like the pro wrestling crowd is so important for us because, believe it or not, they do give us their energy. We can feel their energy when we're in the ring, and uh, I never really realized that until they were gone. It's it's like that saying, "You don't know what you have until it's gone." It's 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 ba- basically that.
2: Well, Eddie, I I, I, I love your style. You talk the talk, and you walk the walk. Everybody knows that. Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, I'm sorry, <laughs> is a guy that is the exact same as you. He does not shy away from contact. He wants it. He wants to give it. I don't have to ask you, are you ready? Do you think that Brian yeah. Danielson is ready for
0: you? No. No, and if he does think he's ready then he's out of his mind cuz he hasn't been in there with somebody like me in a very long time. Like no offense to Kenny who's the world champion and Kenny's the top in this business because he's the world champion. But I'm a different I'm a different animal than Kenny. See, Kenny likes to Kenny will will want to wrestle you and and beat you. Me, I just want to, you know, Punch you in the mouth and sh- and strike you and suplex you and then beat you as quick as I can. I don't want to show off. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything pretty like Kenny does. I just want to beat you up. So there's, not a, about there's a huge points. difference. No, no, I don't get paid by the hour, so I'm ready to go. I don't, I don't care if the match goes sixty seconds or sixty minutes. I'm trying to get mine.
1: You know, Eddie. Man, I'm leading so excited. Yeah, you got me fired up. I can't wait for Rampage <laughs> tonight. Again, Rampage tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT. You're going to get a fantasy matchup. You know, Brian Danielson against Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Brian Danielson's been asked a lot about you leading up to this match on Rampage tonight, and he he's definitely struck a nerve with you. And it feels like Brian's almost happy that he's struck a nerve with you, like he's kind of been implying that. The Eddie Kingston we've been seeing on AEW lately is not the real Eddie Kingston. Has Brian got to you a little bit with some of the verbiage he's used leading up to this match tonight?
0: Oh, yeah, he's definitely got to me. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, you know, no, I ignore everything and I just go to the ring and I do my job. No, I'm, I'm an emotional creature. So, yeah, people get to me all the time. It's insane. And Brian's definitely got to me. And wants to talk about hard work and this and that. That's fine. Look, I don't need to have a six-pack. I don't need to be 305 pounds and six foot whatever. You know what I mean? I know how to fight. And I've been fighting. And this is the game we're in is fighting. And so I, I know what to do. And, and I said it before, and I'll say it again, man. There's a lot of things I had to fight through to get to this point. And it, it's not just the... The physical aspect, why? Because my belly sticks out more than the next man, my fault. I like five guys. I like ice cream. My bad. But it doesn't mean that I don't wake up every morning and I have to deal with my depression before I even get out of bed. And then when I finally get past the depression, then I got to hurry up and get to the gym. Then I got to hurry up and get to Muay Thai training. Then I got to hurry up to go to grappling training. Then I got to hurry up and get home Fight my depression again because, you know, something may pop in my head. Every day is a struggle. I like struggle. I like it. Without struggle, there is no progress. Edgar Allan Poe said it the best. To suffer is to be blessed. So I feel blessed. So I work hard every day just to get past my own demons. Depression. I have a lot of guilt for things I've done in my past. I got to deal with a lot of regret and a lot of karma that's coming my way. So when people tell me about hard work, And they just talk about the physical aspect of it that makes me laugh. Because I've always had a belly. Sometimes it's been bigger than other times. It depends what I ate that week. But I still get up, and I still fight mental health, and then I fight the physical, and then I go back to fighting the mental again. Because to be honest with you, there's days where I wake up and I go, you know what, today's the day I'm going to throw it all away and just punch a certain person in the face. Or, or you know what I mean? Because I have that selfishness in me where I say, if I gotta feel this pain, everyone gotta feel it. But then I gotta fight that. People don't know that. And you know what I mean? And the people who do understand what I'm saying, I hope they watch and I hope they, I hope they follow and understand that you can't fight past that. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be Mr. Hurrah and you know, look at me, slap my hand. I'm, I'm your baby face. No, I'm just speaking honest facts here. So when people say, you know, the hardworking aspect, yeah, it gets underneath my skin because they don't know what's underneath everything. They don't know what I'm going through, what anyone else is going through during their day. Maybe they can't make it to the gym because they're fighting something mentally. You know what I mean? But then you have people out there saying, well, you're you're fat, you're this and that, you're out of shape because, hey, let me tell you something, man. I still can go. And it doesn't take a lot of effort for me to gouge your eye out.
2: Not, you don't need to be in shape to gouge the eye out. But I no, want to look, at look let me you do
0: have me. to be in shape, though. You do have to be in shape to get in the ring, and I am in shape, but just because I'm left yeah. alone, you know what I mean, that annoys me. But Brian will find out tonight, you know what I mean, and my game plan's real simple. I'm going to go after his neck, and I'm going to chop him, and I'm going to suplex him, I'm going to DDT him, and I'm going to hit him as hard as I can until he's done.
2: And and I can hear it in your voice. I want to let you know, we talked about this today already. I want you, I know you dealing with it. We all do. Mm-hmm. That guilt, forgive yourself, brother. Forgive yep, yourself it's, it's, and keep it moving.
0: Yep, and, and you know what, man? It takes me, like you say, man, it takes me a couple days for me to forgive myself. I have a lot of sins. And a lot of dumb things I've done in the past. You know what I mean? And every day is a struggle. And every day I forgive myself for something a little bit more and more. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just I have no problems talking about my mental health. I feel the stigma is stupid. And uh, Brian's going to get an extra punch in the face just for that. <laughs> wow. Even though he has something hey. to do with it. I, even though he has nothing to do with it, it's just, you know, my mental.
2: You're a grown-ass man. That's yes, what I you, and 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 role models look different they look different
0: yeah i don't i don't want to be a role model kids don't, don't
2: don't look up to me you know what you you've done a lot in your life despite the fact that you fell down you got your ass mm-hmm. up and then you made a success out of yourself despite the failure we all failed yeah. i failed there's times that i felt like Man, I shouldn't be telling these people what to do because hell I didn't do it myself. Yeah. But that's not what that's not what we're doing, Eddie. You to no, me. Not at all. To me, you walk through Harlem, you walk through New Jersey, you walk through the Bronx, you walk through anywhere in the East, and everybody's gonna say, hey, that brother made it. He made it, and it it wasn't a traditional way. It wasn't you 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 wasn't the guy that that didn't make mistakes that paid it all the right ways. But you made it, and I appreciate it. Thank
0: you. And I I, can't wait for tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, tonight I'm gonna whoop his ass. I think I'm I'm gonna feel like I fully made it when I become world champion. But the first step is beating the beating the balls off Brian, you know what I mean? <laughs> Letting him know no. that he's not in the WWE no more where he could be protected. Guys Ooh, like him and Pump have to understand that. This is a different talk world. that
2: talk. Hey, I yeah, I, had I, they, a, I had two know.
0: people.
2: Yeah. I had two people call me when you got signed and they said, Hey, go talk to my brother. You know who you know, I talked to you. <laughs> and I was I told know, I know him. Keep your eye on this dude. He's special.
0: <laughs>
2: Failures don't have people call you that don't know you that never met and say, "Hey, keep your eye on this person. They special." Yeah. So you take yeah, that with of, you. Keep your OT, pain. Yeah. Keep your pain. Keep your anger. Keep that animosity. Dish it out tonight. Let 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 Brian know who you are. But. Know that I think you special. I don't care what nobody else thinks. <laughs> I think
0: you special. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, man. That means a lot. Thank you, Mark. Got me smiling over here. This is why we're not doing it over a video. <laughs> <laughs> can't be can't be I can't be showing my teeth off to everybody. You know what I mean? I can't let them
1: know
2: I <laughs> smile. Oh man, keep it inside, brother. Keep it inside. Yeah. Eddie
1: <laughs> Eddie and, and and obviously you say you know, and you're dealing with a lot and you're dealing with a lot mentally and you know and yeah, you're, but you're pro- that, 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 Sorry to cut you off, but that's also that's everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the reason why I, I bring that
0: up a lot is because I want people to know, yo, there's no stigma. Stop, stop with the stigma stuff where we can't talk about stuff. It's over. It's a wrap. It's twenty twenty one. Let's talk about it. It's not, it's not a big deal no more. Let's stop. You know what I mean? So that's why I keep bringing it up just to let people know, like, yeah, hey,
1: whatever. This is what I'm dealing with. What's up? Do something about it. You know what I mean? So what? where do you find, like, your happy place? Like, where do you find, like, you know, because you're probably your harshest critic. So where do you go or where do you go mentally or physically to kind of be just like, that's the place for me where I can chill, be myself, and have no worries?
0: Man, uh, I got to say it's probably Muay Thai training when we're just going at it with each other sparring because there's nobody but me and my opponent or the guy I'm sparring with that day. Also, me just sitting down watching old VHS tapes in my house. You know what I mean? Of old wrestling matches. Like, that's my peace. That's my comfort.
2: Uh, Man, you might be the only guy that I've talked to in the last – maybe 10 15 years that uh still has the v the old VSH tapes. Dave, you I you mean, sure tried to started. convert
0: them. I tried I tried to convert them but I'm not that smart.
1: I got a <laughs> here's the thing, Mark, and don't don't get upset, but I Uh-oh. keep my old I keep my old VHS tapes cuz I got my old wrestling tape. Most of them I converted to DVD, but I got like I got my old school horror movies and I and I and I Ooh. love watching those things on the VCR. It just I know, I know you're getting upset. I know you don't like scary stuff, but dude, I still I love the VHS tape. It brings me back to my childhood. It's just good memories, Mark. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, to each his own.
2: I get scared enough you're in like- this world. I got the cops <laughs> pulling up behind
1: me. Uh uh. Uh-uh. I mean- uh-uh. Eddie, what's next for you in AEW? You got you got this fantasy matchup with Brian Danielson. What's what's next for you? Who in AEW do you want to face next?
0: Well, once once I beat Brian, I got to move on in the tournament, and uh, most likely I'm going to have to fight Mox, which is fine because me and Mox both understand what's at uh what's at play here, what 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 this is all worth, like. He's been a world's champion before. Yep, I haven't. And that's always the goal. Everybody who signs a contract with AEW, their goal is to be the world's champion. If it's not, then they're not going to be on the roster for very long. So that, that's what's next. You know what I mean? Whoever's next in the tournament, it looks like it's Mox. And then after that, you know, I got to beat Mox. And then I'm coming after either Kenny or Hangman.
1: And you have that relationship now with Moxley that I'm sure he would understand that if you did face in this tournament the respect that you have for each other. Like, I don't think it would... I, I would think that it would not affect the relationship and the friendship that you have together.
0: Let me tell you something. If after all I did to him and all he did to me last year, that last year's full gear where he put barbed wire around my throat yep. to make me say I quit, and I'm okay with that, and he's okay with that still, we're going to be fine. We understand what this game does to you, and we both understand about forgiveness, only to certain people.
1: I get it. All right, last question from me. And with all that you've done and all that you've accomplished and the goals that you still have set for yourself, before you go down that entrance ramp or before you come walking out through that crowd like you do at Moxley, do you still get nervous? Do you still do? you, do you still feel the, the nerves at all, or is it just old, you know, for you, and you're just focused on what you got to do in the ring?
0: Oh, no, I always get the nerves because the nerves make me know I still love this. If you oh, okay. don't get nervous anymore before you go out there, then what's the point? You know what I mean? When you get that, I love getting that nervous because it makes you get on your game. You know what I mean? It makes you not – it makes you more aware, and to be aware is to be alive, man. And – when I get those butterflies in my stomach and I'm at gorilla, and before I take that first step, my the butterflies are going on overdrive. But as soon as I take that first step, I feel alive.
1: I love it. Eddie, thank you so much. Good luck tonight. Again, you thank and you. Brian Danielson tonight. AEW Rampage, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Eddie, appreciate you, and thank you so much for the time this morning.
0: No, nah, man, thank you guys. Love you to death, Mark. Uh, I'm so happy Gabby wasn't on the phone call.
1: It makes me even happier. Uh, <laughs> Ga- uh, all right, you guys, See if you're listening, than. if you're listening later, she's going to be calling in, so. <laughs> uh, no, I, I probably won't be listening,
0: then. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, Eddie, I love you. know, I love you even more after that. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, I got to do it. I got to do it. I hear you. Eddie Kingston, joining us here on Busted Open. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Freeman. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts.